you, your farm, your future, and most importantly, your time matter to us. Welcome to the Dairy Streamlit, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations fighting for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. The Dairy Streamlit is a compressed, high-level overview of a Dairy Stream episode. We focus on opportunities and challenges impacting the future of dairy. I'm your host, Joanna Guza. Welcome back to the Dairy Streamlit and the third part of our Workable Workforce series to help give you resources to keep your workforce, the biggest asset on your farm, content and organized. This episode focuses in on coaching and counseling. The Dairy Streamlit only gives this high-level overview of the topic, so if this interests you, I encourage you to listen to the full episode that's available on June 14th. Our guests today are Michelle Gubzer, Chief Talent Officer at ProVisions Partner Cooperative, and also Christine Bender, Herd Manager and Partner at McFarlandale Dairy. Michelle, can you first give us an overview of what is coaching and counseling? Coaching and counseling really is just communicating in a way that you're helping employees succeed by helping them grow and develop their skills. It includes communicating expectations, providing just consistent feedback, reinforcing positive behavior and good performance, and then also taking steps to correct bad behavior and poor performance as well. In my experience, the best coaches, whether it's in the workplace or sports or any other area, are really coaches and supervisors who help people on their teams see their potential, who really take steps to motivate, inspire, and encourage their employees to live up to that potential. Christine, how do you coach your employees on the farm? We talk a lot about being a leader on our team. So I try to lead by example, set clear expectations, starting really in the interview process, telling them about our farm, our family, our culture, and what's really important to us. And if they're going to be able to meet those expectations, even before they're hired. I think it's really important. And the more effort I've put into this, the better results I've seen on our farm in terms of putting the time into employee reviews. So when they first start, having better communication, having more of an onboarding checklist of things that need to happen. And then sitting down with them after one month and saying, hey, how are things going? What do you still need help with? And tying those to raises as well. So it's like incentivized, like, hey, you know, you're doing a really good job with this, but I'd, I'd still like to see this change happen. We're looking for this. And then doing that again at three months. And then we do annual reviews with all of our employees. But I think just doing annual reviews, you know, that was a great place for our farm to start, but it's pretty ineffective when you only sit down once a year. So we really try to do monthly trainings now with our team. And I say they're milker meetings because that's majority of our staff. And then we do weekly manager meetings. So just so much more communication um, in terms of helping coach our team. Christine, does coaching and counseling look different for your farm manager to your milker? I personally prefer boots on the ground strategies. If you can be out there and address issues head on, you know, waiting for a meeting doesn't do anybody any good. If there's something that you're not happy with, the sooner you address it, uh, the better for both you and the rest of the people on the team. because. Usually when you have one employee who is not following the correct protocols, if you don't correct that, you're going to end up upsetting everyone else on that team if they're a solid team. 
And then you might end up losing like your best employee because they're just so frustrated with so-and-so not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I always try to engage with that person personally. And we use WhatsApp on our farm. We have groups. We have the milking team. We have the management team. We have a calf team. So I can communicate changes in there on a daily basis if there's something that affects their job. Um, but if it's a, I've learned the hard way, if it's somebody's not doing something properly, they prefer to be spoken one-on-one and you can utilize a camera system so I can say, okay, here's what I'm seeing and here's what I want to see done differently. And I'm going to continue to monitor this. And if it doesn't improve, fortunately, there's the door. Like it, they either follow it or they don't, right? And we're very honest and upfront about it. And Usually it's very effective, right? The people want to do a good job and they want to continue working for you if you provide a nice culture and work environment. And I've actually gotten a lot of trust and I think people are happier and I have a better relationship with them for being open and honest and having more communication and our employee morale has really improved too. Everybody likes to be part of a team that's highly successful and um, knows what's expected of them. And that's part of the group thing I've heard from our employees. They really like having our monthly meetings because then everybody hears the same message, right? If one person's not doing something correctly, you need to address that with them. But when it comes to training and trying to grow the knowledge of your team so that they can do better at their job, I think it's important that everybody's on the same page. Michelle, when there is a problem on the farm with another employee or a farm resource, what should be put in place for that employee to share that concern? If you're setting the tone of that open communication, then I think just making it clear to them if you do have issues, if you do have problems, what their steps are. So if it is a smaller farm and it's going directly to the owner, that's great. If it is a larger farm or a larger organization and there are appropriate steps to try to address problems, then it's being clear what those steps are. And you want to be open to listening to what problems they're facing. But I think there's a fine line between listening to their problems and becoming the just listening to complaints. And so if somebody is just complaining and complaining and complaining, one of the steps that I like to take is, what would you like to see happen out of this? So just really asking them questions. What have you already done to solve this problem? So putting it back in their plate where you're not solving the problem for them, you are giving them the tools that they need to solve the problem for themselves. Mm -hmm. So if an employee comes and says, you know, I'm just not getting along with this other employee. Well, what have you done to to try to make the situation better? Nine times out of 10, it's usually, well, nothing. (laughs) So then in those cases, it's talking through, well, here are some things that I think that you can do that might make the situation better. Really giving them the tools to um, solve the problems themselves. I, I have found as a manager, it's less and less that people come to you with problems then because you've given them the tools to solve the problems themselves. Right, right. And hopefully freeing up some of your time. Michelle, an employee continues to be the problem employee and has conflict with multiple other employees. What should you do? So I think one of the first things you do is is have a conversation with that employee. Try to really get to the bottom of what is causing some of those 
issues or the problems that they're having with other employees. And so I also think you need to actually observe what specific behavior that might be the problem. And so is it treating people disrespectful? Is it um, talking down to other employees? Like what is causing uh, the issues or problems? So if it's something specifically that that employee is doing to cause the problem, it's addressing that with that employee. Now, if it comes down to kind of in your investigation and what you've learned, if it comes down to just employees not understanding each other or understanding a different way of getting the work done, then I think it is really implementing some kind of teamwork type of exercises that helps you to encourage employees to look at things from somebody else's perspective, to try to understand a different way of communicating or a different way of doing work. Some people are really driven by the analytical side of things. Some are driven by that social interaction. And so it's really kind of figuring out what the issues are in the team and trying to address those. And Christine, from your perspective? Yeah, so this one makes me laugh a little bit because whenever this happens, somebody's complaining about so-and-so and then so another person complains about that person. It always makes me immediately want to tear my hair out and be like, why can't you all just get along? I don't understand why it's so hard, right? I guess in my experience, it's like Michelle said, you kind of have to do your own little investigation. You need to, because it's always, if it's he, you know, he said versus she said kind of situation, you need to really figure out, well, who's telling the truth? Maybe they're each a little bit right, but then not being completely honest. When we do have one person, I'm going to say like a bad apple scenario where everybody's complaining about that person or they're starting all the drama, we tend to let those people go just because it causes a lot more headache for me as the manager and also increases tension amongst the team and when people aren't getting along and people are unhappy it's known that they don't do their job as well and we want them to do the best job that they can so sometimes it's hard to you know let somebody go for doing that but ultimately that's kind of where things have happened on the farm if Michelle, what tools or resources are available to help support farmers with coaching and counseling? One of the tools that I use and is available for any employer is Society for Human Resource Management. Um, It's a website. You can pay for membership. In some organizations that I've been with that we've paid for membership, they even have people you can reach out to with specific questions. There's definitely articles. There are a lot of resources out there. So that's Society for Human Resource Management or SHRM for short. I've tapped into in, in my past some comprehensive insurance carriers have HR resources. So that would be something perhaps to check into. There are some cooperatives that provide HR consulting and and resources to farms. So that might be something to look into and whether the cooperatives that you're members of might provide those types of resources uh, as well. And Christine, what are some tools and resources that you guys use on the farm? So we actually hired a professional come in and help run training meetings for our milking team. And I learned a lot from that individual and have you know, taken a lot of that upon myself now to lead our own monthly meetings. But there are, you know, different professionals out there that focus on 
that kind of thing. And then like Michelle mentioned, if you ask any of the vendors you do business with, if they have support in different areas, a lot of times maybe your milk plant or your co-op will have somebody who is Spanish speaking who can translate for meetings or help translate documents from English to Spanish so that you can have uh, things people can read on farm about different things. I know initially we utilized Merck Dairy Care 365 for a lot of the training videos. I know that's not in necessarily coaching or counseling, but that's a great tool to help train new employees on your farm. And there's a lot of different videos and then questionnaires to follow it up to make sure people are actually paying attention and watching the video. Special thanks to Michelle and Christine for being a part of the Workable Workforce series, focusing in on coaching and counseling. Again, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, I recommend that you check out the long version, which will be available on June 14th. Thank you so much for listening to The Dairy Streamlit. I'm your host, Joanna Guza. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, email us at podcast at dairyforward.com.